0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 28 of the Sally Serves It Up podcast. I hope you've had a good week. I want to dive straight into today's topic and keep things really simple and short. And today I want to talk to you about hunger. When you Google what hunger means, it says a feeling of discomfort caused by a lack of food coupled with the desire to eat. And it also says that it's to have a strong desire or craving for something. And I think it's really helpful to get these definitions so that we can understand really what we're talking about. And these definitions really help show that there is the physical cues of hunger, so the discomfort caused by a lack of food, but there's also this desire this craving that we talk about that sometimes is for very specific foods in moments when we're not actually physically hungry. And it can be easily confused for physical hunger when in fact it's emotional hunger. And so today I want to talk about what you think about hunger. And understand whether your thoughts about it serve you, and give you a couple of tools to help you manage hunger in a more empowered way. I think that there is a tendency, I know at least for me, that I used to be quite scared of hunger. I was scared of being hungry. And it meant that I actually ended up eating more than I needed for fuel. Because it's like the mentality of thinking, I better stock up now so that I'm not hungry later. Or yeah, I'm going to have this snack because I'm like an ounce hungry now. Or I don't want to get hungry later, so I'm going to have a snack now. And actually, I think that all that that does is really disconnect you from trusting your body, connecting with your body, understanding that we were designed to go for periods of time without food and that all of these snacks and really tiny breaks in between meals are not really what our body was designed to do. And we're keeping ourselves and our brains just so comfortable. And if it's one thing I've learned in the past couple of years, it's that keeping your brain comfortable and avoiding processing Whatever's going on for you, keeping your body too comfortable is not necessarily a great thing. And if you can just find a balance where you can introduce a little bit of stress to the body, a little bit of kind of a trigger to understand your thinking better and understand how to move through the discomfort that hunger can cause, you will become just this more emotionally resilient, strengthened version of yourself. And you might want, this is not a sell, this is not a plug, but this is where the support of a coach can be really helpful in just ensuring that you're doing this in a container that is safe and supportive and doesn't take you too far in one direction. I think it can be easy to almost get... A bit of a bad rep when you talk about hunger. And I'm not saying that you need to starve yourself or ignore your hunger. Absolutely not. Um, I mean, I hope that goes without saying. But there is a space often for us to tune into our hunger levels, to understand what physical hunger feels like in our body versus emotional hunger and to consider how you think about it, how you think about hunger, and whether that serves you. What do you make hunger mean? What do you know is true about hunger? What do you want to believe about hunger? And you do this so that you show up in a way that you really like. You do this so that you eat in a way that feels really good and in control and calm and considered. If you find snacking. To be a problem, or that you overeat at meal times, like past the point of enough, past the point of full. This episode is for you. This is what I'm going to speak to today with these just tangible solutions and ways to kind of move through the hunger. So, one of the things I want you to do is I want you to eat enough at meal times so that hunger does not feel like this overwhelming thing. If you are not eating enough at mealtimes, if you are in diet mentality and you are having these small diety meals with not enough protein, not enough fiber, not enough fats, you are going to be hungry and you are going to want snacks. And then you're going to feel like your body is going to just keep going until it's got enough food for fuel. So, that's when you'll feel quite powerless to your hunger and you'll make it into a much bigger thing. And it's real, it's true. And it's physical hunger. And often what happens though, is because we're trying to lose weight, we then um, don't want to eat the snack. But we then end up eating the snack. We think that we fucked it. We think we've messed it all up. And then we throw the baby out with the bathwater, might as well have this, might as well have that. And then we wait until the next day or even the next week to kind of start again. As I just said to a client, you are never starting again. You are learning and you are moving on. You are getting what you can from the experience that kind of went off track. You are learning from it. You're taking anything you can and bringing it into the future. You are just moving forwards. You are never, ever starting again. So, Prioritize eating enough at mealtimes so that you can stop snacking. Snacking will often mean way more calories than you think it is. Um, And I don't really think in calories, but I think with snacking, it's helpful to maybe see it that way, that it's just a load of additional calories um, that will take you further from your goals if you want to lose weight. And it can also take you away from being in fat burning mode, from being someone who's able to switch from sugar burning mode, i.e. burning what you've had to eat, to being someone who can burn your own body fat for fuel. And burning your own body fat for fuel, honestly, can it feels amazing. It creates real mental clarity and focus. And it means that you will feel a gentle pang of hunger, And then as you don't reward that pang with um, food, your body will go into fat-burning mode and you will then not feel hungry anymore. And then you are able to not snack and you are able to get to your next meal. And then you eat your lovely, delicious, nutritious, whole, enough food meal. What you eat in your mealtimes will make a difference. So if you want to look at your hunger, one of the pieces to make it not feel like this overwhelming thing is to make sure that you are prioritizing the protein, the fat, the fiber. And when I say fiber, I do not mean like a tiny little portion of broccoli. I mean, get in variety of veg, think about soluble fibers, insoluble fibers, like the whole thing, add some seeds on top, like get it all in. Um, And then in the evenings, perhaps think about including those healthy carbs, nature's carbs, um, so that your body is really being given what it needs. And also what makes a difference to hunger and the physical hunger that you experience is hydrating like it's your job. And I say it all the time. And I just I just don't know if anyone's taking me seriously. (laughs) It's it's so, so important. It's three liters a day of water, not counting all your other drinks, just think about three liters in in your refillable bottle and just try and do that. So one and a half liters in the morning before lunch, one and a half liters in between lunch and dinner. Um because then obviously after that you don't want to be prioritizing um hydration like it's your job because otherwise you'll be peeing all night. But I really, 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 really mean this. So in order to just make hunger more manageable, physical hunger more manageable, is to eat enough at mealtimes so that you can stop snacking, make sure that those meals are really well balanced and have a lot of fiber, really adequate amount of protein and fats and some carbs. Don't be afraid of carbs. We do not villainize carbs or cut out whole food groups and hydrate like it's your job. The more sugar you have, the harder your hunger will feel. And the less, like, like the less you're able to tune into your true hunger levels and to give your body really what it needs. So it's not about cutting out all sugar forever and ever, but it's about being aware of sugar and what it does to your hunger levels and finding a balance that works for you. When you've done this, another step is to use the hunger scale. And this is when you measure your hunger levels. So when you notice you have the desire to eat and you ask yourself whether you're hungry, and you can decipher in that moment if you're emotionally hungry or physically hungry. And just doing that can genuinely, I think, be really, really helpful. So, okay, I'm emotionally hungry. I will come to that in step three. But if you are physically hungry... I want you to start to measure your hunger using this scale. So the hunger scale, I've spoken about it before, but for any of my new listeners, it's the hunger scale is imagining that zero is completely neutral. You're neither hungry nor full. You experience, you're just like existing in your body. Minus 10 on the hunger scale is complete, full on, starving, hungry, you're about to faint. And plus 10 is you are so full, probably want to be a bit sick, like it's really uncomfortable, not good situation. I want you to eat when you are a minus four. And I want you to stop eating when you get to a plus four. You will see that you will often want to eat when you're minus one or two. That's when you're quite bored. That's like boredom eating coming in. And I want you to go until you're a minus four. I do not want you to get to like a minus six or a minus seven, which is when you're experiencing really strong grumblings of your stomach and you feel like this is an emergency, you really need the food. You don't want hunger to get to that level. You want physical hunger to be kind of dealt with at minus four, which is when you are experiencing the physical sensations of hunger, like a grumbling stomach, you you know, you're looking for food, you are aware of it, you know, you are hardwired to do this. So it's like, you've got it on your mind. But you are kind of I I like to think like I'm catching it. And I have used the butterfly analogy last week. But it's like you're catching that butterfly in a net before it just flies away from you before it just like goes off into the distance. And it becomes, you know, no longer, you're no longer able to deal with it. So minus four is the sweet spot, if you get to minus five, It's totally fine. But you're just thinking about getting in front of your hunger rather than letting it be the thing that's in control of you. And when you get to, you're eating, you're chewing, you're eating, you're chewing, and you get to a plus one, plus two, that's when you've just taken the edge off the hunger. Like you don't feel an emptiness in you, but you also don't feel a fullness. Plus four, I would say is more food than you might think it is. It's, feeling fullness in your stomach. It's being able to put your fork down and go, how do I feel? Do I feel like I've eaten enough food? Is this also on a rational level, enough food to fuel a grown ass woman? This is not about diety portions. This is about eating and then getting to a, a place where you're like, I've had enough, but I don't need to undo my genes, basically because it takes about 20 minutes for your brain and your stomach to catch up with each other. And so you've got to kind of, this is a really good way of having that conversation before your brain has caught up with you. And then over time, you kind of learn what is the right amount of food for you. So use the hunger scale, plus six, plus seven, that's when you're just getting really uncomfortable, you want to lie down. And so plus four, plus five, it's like, Great, I've had a really nice meal, I've eaten enough food, I am not being diety, and I could go on a really nice walk around the block. So use the hunger scale. You aren't restricting, you aren't holding out, you whenever you do that, you will end up sort of overacting, overreacting and overeating the other way. And so it becomes like you get to a minus eight and you eat until a plus eight. And so the net effect is that you're always going to be eating more food than you need for fuel. Whereas if you can just get to a minus four and exist and eat until a plus four, the, the amount of food you get is the perfect and right amount of food for your body rather than for this sort of like physical hunger that feels overwhelming to you. And you've gone into a state of thinking oh my God, I'm not getting food. I need to overcompensate because the size of your stomach does not change with how hungry you are. So just remember that. It's like, even though you are feeling really hungry, the size of your stomach stays the same. So you don't need to eat a huge meal even though you're feeling really hungry. And that's why eating at a minus four is a really great way of just connecting with the right amount of food for you. And then my last point is if you are emotionally hungry, which we are all the time (laughs) or some, you know, it's something that we experience a lot is to start using thought work and habit change and focusing on kind of like mindset shifts and journaling and, you know, the whole coaching side of stuff. So, I've got a little method for this called the AND method, A and D. And in this method, you are going to understand your emotional hunger and learn how to process it. One of the first things you can do is just write down five things that you can do instead of eat when you are emotionally hungry. So, when you've asked yourself, Am I physically hungry or emotionally hungry? write down and, and you come up with this, the answer that you're emotionally hungry, write down five things that you could do instead. And so whether that's having your drinks, whether that's going for a walk, doing a meditation, playing with your dog, maybe that's just what I do. Um, just putting on some good music. I find that genuinely, surprisingly incredible. Um, but yeah, just just give your brain, give your fingers, give your mouth, pardon, something else to do. And then you can also use the AND method. So A and D. The A stands for acknowledge it, which means don't judge it. Just recognize that you feel this urge and this desire and this craving. And that when that's coming from a place that's emotional rather than physical, that it's just a feeling. It's just a sensation. It's just like feeling happy or sad or angry or mad. And it's just an emotion that needs to be processed. So when you acknowledge it, I want you to not think it shouldn't be there. I don't want you to think that something's gone wrong. It's about saying this is not an emergency. This is just an emotion this is just food i'm desiring and craving no big deal okay i know what to do with it which is the next step the n neutralize it and normalize it so when i say neutralize it i want you to understand what are the facts of the situation what is going on what is causing this desire in you what is what are you thinking in that moment that is making you um, is making you crave the food. What is going on? Have you had a hard day at work? What are you thinking about work? What are the kids doing? What has your husband said? what is what's happened with your family? what's going on? like just all of it neutralize what is going on by understanding the clear facts of the situation. If any words have been spoken that have triggered you, if any actual like events have happened, just get factual about it and don't use adjectives, just describe the facts of the situation. And then normalize. Understand that it's perfectly normal for you to be having this craving, having this urge, having this emotional hunger because this is how you've behaved previously. This is how you've dealt with these emotions before. This is how what you do every day at six o'clock or every day after lunch. This is just what happens. So normalize it instead of judging it. Like, of course you think this way. Of course you feel this way. Of course this is what's going on for you. But that doesn't need to mean that what you want and your goals, like weight loss, have to go out the window. So the D part of and is decide how you want to move forwards. You are deciding. A decision is always available to you. Every single thing we do, even if it feels automatic, there is a decision, there is a thought that's creating it that will lead to that action happening. And it's about deciding what's the next best thought you can have. So if you're thinking about a situation like, I've got too much to do and I feel stressed or and you want a snack to like numb that stress or you think that your job is boring and you feel dissatisfied or I don't want to do this and you feel resentment. Whatever it is, you need to ask yourself, what else can you think about the situation that can dissolve how you're feeling, i.e. dissolve that hunger, that craving, that urge or desire? and dilute the strength of how big and palpable it feels to you. And then focus on thinking that thought. Emotional hunger is just a craving. It's just an urge. It's an emotion. And the only way to handle it is with thought work and being willing to be with it. So if you can think and decide to think, and the next best thought, the next best belief you can have about this situation that you're in that will make you just feel, I would just say, more calm, in control. And like the hunger, it's okay for it to be there. Even just offering yourself that will help you. It's okay that I feel this emotional desire and hunger at the moment. It doesn't mean I need to do anything. And this is what I'm going to be talking more about in my free download, which is available, hopefully going to be available on Sunday, which is a great guide on how to manage your urges and reduce your cravings. And emotional hunger is something that I know can feel so overpowering, like it's holding us back. And I really want you to get to a place where you can recognize your emotional hunger and fine, sometimes you feed it, but the majority of the time, you're just like, I've got myself. I am taking care of myself. I'm going to process my thoughts. I'm going to prioritize all these delicious whole foods and water and goodness so that I don't feel as much hunger. It does make a difference. And I think with the physical hunger, just Combining all of these things so that you don't get to a point where hunger feels like it's in control of you, whether it's emotional or physical. That's where the sweet spot is. Being able to kind of like create this secret soup where you're able to have your ingredients that work for you, that mean that what you're eating, how you're eating, when you're eating, and why you're eating is all feels like very intentional and deliberate. And you put all those ingredients into the soup, not anyone else or not anything else like hunger or stress or external circumstances. So that's what I'm going to talk more about in the guide. And that's what I hope to have like shined a light today on shined, shone. I don't know which is what, okay. I'm getting confused, ignore me. But I hope to have helped you this week in seeing that, It takes a few different things. You have to understand what's going on for you. You need to be understanding whether it's physical and emotional. There are tools to use. Use the hunger scale for emotional, for physical um, hunger, and use thought work for emotional hunger and for understanding what you believe about hunger, what you believe about situations that are causing this emotional hunger in you, these cravings and desires. And know that. There are ways to move through it. If you can just understand it better, acknowledge it, neutralize and normalize, and then decide how you want to move forward so that you change the sensations within your body. If you can think intentional thoughts about the situation you're in, that will mean that you feel more calm, more in control. You will be able to honor the plans that you have for eating and drinking. And the food that you eat from emotional hunger will never taste as good. I really know this to be true. It just never tastes as good as when you have planned it ahead of time and decided you're really going to enjoy it. Like having the tiramisu planned instead of unplanned because you're so stressed out and you just want something to make you feel better that just tastes so much better and you enjoy and savor every mouthful rather than just eating it almost like in a storm. So I encourage you just to explore this side of things. And if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to get in touch because over time, as hunger becomes more manageable, you will become more fat adapted. You'll feel more at peace and relaxed around food, because you've made these decisions about how you want to eat and how you want to show up for yourself. So I hope that this helps. And please get in touch if you have any questions. Otherwise, look out for the guide, subscribe to Sally Webster Coaching Newsletter um, to receive it. Otherwise, have a beautiful week, my friends. I will see you soon. Thanks for listening. Bye.